you guys. It's your girl, Steffi G, and that's me. And this is the place to be. This is the show up to go up podcast where you'll find inspiration and information on how to show up for yourself and live your best life. This podcast is for anyone who feels lost or stuck. Anyone that knows that they are capable of more, but isn't quite sure how to go about it. I'm here to encourage and guide you, but it all starts with you showing up for yourself. And it all starts now. All right, you guys, I am so excited to welcome my guest. Katie is an actress, comedian, filmmaker, and all-around creative who lives in LA and whose notable credits include Dancing Man, Ghost Whisperer, It Hits When You Know It, Smosh, and BuzzFeed. She's had a super successful career, and she is constantly challenging herself with new things. But that doesn't mean that her success came easily. Just like you and me, she has struggled with fear, doubts, and insecurities. I asked her to join me to talk a little bit more about those things and how she was able to push past those obstacles to keep moving forward and create the success and the life that she wants. Katie, how's it going? Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I am very happy to be talking to you. We're in the middle of that crazy coronavirus thing, so it's exciting to even be able to have a human interaction right now. I know. I think one of the things that's so crazy about this is, you know, there's really two different ways that you can handle this. You can either be proactive and be creative, or you can be fearful and just be isolated. And I mean, I guess that's kind of like life in general, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it is. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've always been a super creative person. I kind of, as a kid, would lock myself in my bedroom for hours and just entertain myself with writing poetry and playing guitar and like, I don't know, just being super creative. I was kind of an emo kid. So I feel like I might be thriving in this isolation a little (laughs) bit too much because I'm enjoying that finally the world is paused. And so I can really just look inward and have that mental space to create, which is kind of magical in a way. I know it's sad, obviously, what is happening in the world. And I'm very sad about the amount of people that are dying, obviously, but at least for me, because I'm keeping myself safe and I'm just hanging out at home, I'm finding that there are a lot of opportunities in that. Well, yeah. And at the end of the day, you can only control yourself and your mindset. And so like to be able to create amazing stuff that is likely going to help other people, that's super awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Well, that's what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. So before we get started, would you mind sharing a little bit about your story? I know you said you've always been creative from a young age, but can you tell us more about how you got to where you are now? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we want the long version or the short version. Whatever you want, girl. (laughs) Great. Uh, So I'm an LA native, very proud native Angelino. I grew up there. My family is not in the industry at all. So I was the kind of weird artistic black sheep of my family. I mean, they love me, but I was a weird, different one. But they embraced that and they sent me to theater camps and were still hoping that I would have a quote unquote normal career once I became an adult, which that never really came to pass. I went to NYU, studied there, uh, Stella Adler, and I really enjoyed New York. I am kind of a city mouse because the only two places I've really lived are LA and New York. And then as far as my career goes, I started acting commercials and TV in high school. I knew from probably the first time I went on stage when I was nine years old at sleepaway camp that that is what I wanted to do. And then I just started, I just went from there. 
I took a little bit of a break when I went to college just because this program there is so intense that you can't really like be working while you're in conservatory. Uh, and then when I came back, I fell into doing a lot of comedy. I did the entire UCB program through advanced uh, in improv. I was on a house sketch team at the Pack Theater for a few years. I hosted a really fun comedy show at the Pack Theater for three and a half years called The Scramble. So yeah, I really threw myself into comedy just because I found a community of people in LA that were very inclusive and embracing me and also were constantly making things and collaborating with each other. And that really excited me. And that kind of led me towards getting behind the camera as well. Because I was doing comedy, I was starting to write sketch videos and I wanted to film them. So I taught myself how to film and edit and produce and everything. And uh, that has kind of turned into a second career. So that's been really nice uh, being able to work on both sides of the camera. And I'm very grateful for that. And I've never gone to film school. I taught myself everything on the internet. I always tell people they're like amazed that I did that. But if you have the willpower and the resources to just go online and actually be consistent with it, you can learn anything. Totally. (laughs) That was, I mean, with this podcast, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but like everything was online. And I was like, one step at a time, I figured it out. So two things that I want to talk about. First is you said that you knew that you wanted to be an actress, that this was your passion at a young age. Can you talk a Mm -hmm. little bit about how you knew that? Like for people that don't know what their purpose or passion is, like, was there something specific? And then how you have been able to constantly take action? Because you guys, the thing I know about Katie more than anything is she puts her hand in a lot of different projects. She's constantly creating, like she said, she does everything. So how (laughs) have you been able to keep moving forward and keep taking action toward your passions? Yeah. Well, there's a funny saying, you know, Bob Hope. Uh, Okay. The late, great Bob Hope. My dad kind of knew him when he was around and uh, he was his attorney for his estate and he used to go visit him and all the way up until the end, every single time my dad would go visit him, he would come tap dancing down the stairs even into his old age. And my dad asked him like, why are you still tap dancing and running around like a lunatic? And he said, you know what? I got to keep moving. Otherwise I'll die. And that's how I feel, (laughs) which is just, I have to be busy. I have to keep moving. Otherwise I'm not living. Yeah. Uh, that's a little internal motor that I have. And it's probably just because I'm super type A, but I thrive off of taking action. Uh, yeah. I find that if I am in a dark place and I don't take action, then it's only going to get worse. Totally. So that's that. But yeah, you were asking, um, how did I know what my passion was? Yeah. I would say that human beings, we all have the potential to do many things and we may be skilled at things, but figuring out if it is something that actually fulfills you or that you're passionate about, obviously, is the harder part of that, right? And I would say for me with acting, I remember when I was in college, when I was in my first year of conservatory at Stella Adler, there was a really great movement or not a movement teacher, sorry, she was a voice teacher. Uh, And she said to the class very seriously, she said, you know what, this is a really hard job that you've picked to pursue. It's a very hard path. If you could see yourself being happy doing literally anything else in the world, you should leave 
you should change majors immediately. And what's funny is we actually had a few people who did because they took that advice to heart. I think it takes that inner reflection. It takes also trying things. I have had a lot of other jobs, as I'm sure you know, with actors, you've had, you have to have a lot of different day jobs. I've worked in retail. I've worked in restaurants. I used to be a yoga teacher for a while. I've done a lot of things. I think it's also trying and failing, trying and seeing, because you never know if you're going to be passionate about something unless you try it. I think for me, what I've just kept coming back to is not only acting, but also later on in life when I discovered filmmaking is I just want to make art that makes a difference. I'm very passionate about that. And if I can create something that is going to make a difference in someone else's life, then that makes me happy. It's, I'd say it's, it's a journey. It's not, I don't know if there's, there was a, a specific aha moment with that, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. I think the more that we can embrace the journey and trust the process and just take small steps toward what make us happy, the more likely we are to eventually find our purpose, right? So the name of this podcast is Show Up to Go Up. So what does it mean to you to show up for yourself? What does it mean to show up for myself? I think showing up for yourself is always remembering what your values are and what your dreams are and not losing sight of that just because it hasn't worked out yet. And every industry has its challenges, not even just the entertainment industry. But if you have a dream of how you want your life to be, just don't let go. Mm, Yeah, that vision. Yeah, keep that vision and keep visualizing. That's awesome. So that made me think of a post that you did recently Mm -hmm. about where you say being an actor is hard and there is no doubt about it. I have an episode where I'm like, you guys don't even know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But can you talk about like some of the challenges that you've had or even in that moment, I know recently, you know, you've kind of gone through some downs and maybe speak about what those struggles were and how you keep focusing on that vision and keep moving forward. Sure. I would say in general, being an actor, once you get on set and you get to do it, it's glorious and amazing. But all of the other steps it takes to get there is really what separates the people who are going to burn out from the people who will be successful because you could have a hundred auditions before you book something uh, and you have to be able to deal with that rejection and just let it roll off your back you know? So I would say more recently, a lot of the challenges I've had haven't been as related to the industry. It's just been stuff in my personal life. My brother, Chad, is autistic and he also has epilepsy and I love him so much, but I am also his only close family member in LA. So when things go wrong with him, I have to be the one that's there to help. His seizures were under control for a really long time. And then a few years ago, it started getting really hard. Uh, He was having seizures once a week, once every two weeks, which was a lot more than normal for him. And so that went on for about two years. And I was constantly having to take him to the ER or be there for him or talk with his doctors and figure all this stuff out. Finally, we switched to a different neurology place at UCLA. They have an amazing epilepsy unit at UCLA and they recommended brain surgery. And I just remember being in that appointment with my mom and them presenting this as basically, if he doesn't do this, then it's kind of a life or death situation. And that was a really intense moment. And it put everything into perspective for me as far as what do I find important in this life? What really matters? Does it really matter if I post on Instagram every single day? No. 
does it really matter if I have a bunch of followers? No. It really distilled what I actually care about and focused me in a different way because my emotions were all caught up in trying to worry about my brother. And I didn't have time to get all emotional about my career. It was like, okay, oh, I have an audition. Great. I'm going to do this script. I'm going to go do it. And I, I was able to kind of take my emotions out of it just because I didn't have the bandwidth to even be stressed about other things <laughs> because I was in this crisis situation. He's okay now. He actually had um, surgery last year. It's called DBS, deep brain stimulation. So basically it's kind of like a pacemaker, but for seizures. And uh, he has a battery permanently placed in his chest and a bunch of electrodes in his brain. And it sends electrical stimulations up to his brain to uh, combat the seizures or to stop them before they happen. But it was a big journey to get there and a lot of different steps that we had to go through. And I think it just put things into perspective so much for me because it's very easy to feel like, oh, things aren't happening enough for me or feeling impatient or kind of self-centered too. And I'm not going to say that I'm over all of that. Uh, I definitely <laughs> am an impatient person. I like things to happen now, but it, it really forced me to slow down. So you talked about how going through that helped you realize what is important and what's not. And you spoke a little bit about what's not important, but would you mind talking a little bit more about what you found is important during that time? Sure. So yeah, I think what I found was important is family is huge. I think that keeping those close bonds and caring for them is really important. And also just relationships in general, whether that's with friends or romantic or with my dog, you know, nurturing those relationships and those friendships is really important because when you're at the end of your life, no matter what you've achieved, if you don't have anyone to share that with, then what's the point to me at least. So I'd say that's one. And then the other thing for me that I realized, which I touched on before is that if I'm creating something as far as a film or something I'm writing or any other sort of creative endeavor, I want to make sure that it is making a positive impact on the world and that it's making a difference. And I'm not just making something to say, hey, look at me, I'm making things. This is about me. I felt very passionately about that. I mean, my first big project that I did, Dancing Man, we made that because there was a man who was being bullied online for his weight. And we ended up raising over 75K for anti-bullying and body positivity charities. And that really showed me the power of people coming together for a cause and creating art for that cause. And I think that really pushed me into a completely different direction. And it's interesting because when people ask me about their project, they're like, oh, how did you think of that? I'm like, I did not think of that. I was just in a group of friends that right place, right time. I was the only girl behind the scenes of the camera. So I just kind of did it and then fell over backwards into, oh, okay, I can make films that are going to make a social impact. So I, I did that again with my, my short film, which is now available on Amazon, little plug. Hello. It's called We'll Never Make It. And it's based on a story from my life. And I really wanted to create a film that would raise awareness about autism because of my brother. And also we donated 20% of our budget to charities for people with developmental disabilities. So I'm really proud of that because it's not like we even had a big budget, but we did a seed and spark. And I thought, well, if I'm going to raise money, I might as well literally give back with some of that money. Otherwise it would feel a little bit too selfish. Yeah. I'm all about like just helping. I think that it, it, the world would be a better place if we could all think about what we do and how we can help others. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like your drive mixed with your passion to help is just like a perfect harmony that is going to bless so many people. I hope so. <laughs> that's, that's the idea. <laughs> yes. So I want to talk about your podcast. I know that it's currently in the works, but can you tell us more about what we can expect and when you think that it'll be available? Sure. So it's not out yet, although who knows, maybe by the time you put this episode up, it will be for now. If people want to know any information about anything I'm doing, they can just follow me on Instagram at Katie Doll. But the podcast that's coming up, it's going to be called Crying Behind Sunglasses. And it is a podcast focused on mental health, mental disorders, and just the struggles of being a human and dealing with your mental health, even if you don't have a disorder. And I will be interviewing all different kinds of people from all walks of life and exploring all different elements of psychology, self-care. And also, as you can probably tell by the title, Crying Behind Sunglasses, it's like, we don't want to take it that seriously. I want to find the humor in it. I want to have people be able to tell their stories and then find a way to laugh about it. And we also want to like give proactive tips to people on how they can manage depression or anxiety or whatever it is that they're dealing with. So that's something I'm super passionate about. I thought originally when I was going to start a podcast that I might do something about the industry, but it just felt, I don't know, I didn't feel good about it. And I felt like if I do something in the mental health space that I could really help more people. So yeah, and uh, that, that'll be really great. I'm really excited about it. I want to record at least five episodes before the summer and try to launch with that. But yeah, if people want to just follow me on Instagram, I'll be giving updates because I think even before we start the podcast, I am going to start a Facebook support group for people just surrounding mental health and that will feed into the podcast. So yeah, be on the lookout. That's amazing. I think so many people struggle with some variation of mental health, even if it's just low grade. Like I know for myself, I have been depressed when my parents divorced, but Mm -hmm. recently last year I was depressed, but it was a different level to the point where I wasn't acknowledging it or accepting it. And Mm -hmm. as soon as I did, it was such a breath of fresh air. And so like bringing things like that to light, it's going to be so amazing. So I'm super excited for you. Thank you. Yeah. I think that it's a good uh, sister podcast if people like what you're doing. It's in a similar space. You know, you're you're really trying to uplift people with what you're doing here. And I, I think it's a great Thank you. All right. So real quick, before we wrap this up, I want to ask, what is your favorite quote that you love or you love to live by? Hmm. Okay. I might not be quoting this directly, but a paraphrase is your work is to discover your world and then with all your heart, give yourself to it. That's from Buddha. Love it. And that, I mean, you're an example of that. So that's awesome. Thank you. And also it's a constant discovery. It's not like you discover it and then you're done. You got to be like Madonna. You got to reinvent yourself all the time. (laughs) Love it. This has been so amazing. I know you've talked a little bit about some of the different projects that you're working on, but is there anything else that you wanted to share with people that you're excited about or that they should be on the lookout for? Um, I mean, I don't want to overload people. I think the main thing is we're all quarantined right now. If you are looking to watch anything at all, I have my beautiful, lovely short film that we put all of our heart into. And I would be so excited if people want to watch that on Amazon. Just search for We'll Never Make It. It's free to Amazon Prime members. And if you don't have Amazon Prime, just DM me on Instagram. I will send you a free Vimeo link because that's the kind of person that I am. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you again so much for showing up Mm -hmm. with me. It was awesome talking to you and learning more about you too. Cool. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This has been a really, really lovely convo. Thank you so much for listening. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. My goal for this podcast is to reach and help as many people as possible. So it would mean so much if you would take the time to subscribe, review, and share this podcast. See you next time.